Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode 30 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I'm so excited about this particular episode. This was recorded back in June 2020. It was uh, it happened live online through one of our Youth Pastor Online Connexus forums. And uh, we had the pleasure of having Laura Bronson, a uh, friend of mine, a, an incredible leader. She works under the umbrella of Youth for Christ Canada, also known as Youth Unlimited, as well as running her own organization called Keep It Real. And you may have heard of them. You can find out what they're all about, all the information's at ikeepitreal.ca. And Laura just has this real gifting, this real ability to connect with students who have not yet connected to church, and it's evident from this interview that we did through Zoom on this particular day, and I'm so excited about this conversation. There's also some Q&A at the end, and so I encourage you to have a listen to this, my conversation with Laura Bronson. And you're no stranger to Eastern Ontario, none of it district. I think I first met you through Lakeshore years ago, and uh, I remember you as a punk teenager, you know, <laughs> And uh, you, you, right from the get-go, though, I knew there was something different. You're a self-starter. You, you are an entrepreneur. You had your own kind of, you had kind of figured out your own brand already, and it wasn't to build a brand. It wasn't to make money. It was nothing to do with that. It's called Keep It Real. And you just wanted students to keep it real. And you, you, you just have this way. Laura, you have this way of engaging with students who are not engaged with the church whatsoever, and you have a way of engaging with them and being real with them that actually connects them, and I believe God's using you as a bridge, not just from people outside the church to inside the church, but also across generations as well. You recently, uh, God has really opened some, some doors for you to speak to rooms full of, of intergenerational leaders. Um, at high, high levels. And I'm just so proud of you and proud that I know you. And uh, we're honored that you join us today. And so, Laura, I know you're working for, uh, for Youth for Christ and, uh, and uh, God's just opened some doors there for you too. So, Laura, maybe start by, um, I just want to open it up and allow you to start by just sharing, give us a bit of an update because some of us may be familiar with you from different venues, different camps, whatever. We had the Brayside Talk before we officially started in Lakeshore and You've been in all sorts of settings, but give us an update, a life update of where you are today and where you're even joining us from and what kind of God has been up to in your life. And then if you would take a few moments and just encourage our leaders. And then I want to ask you some questions a little later on, but, but take some time and, and just uh, share what God's put on your heart for our leaders today. Yeah, for sure. Well, right now I'm in Burlington and you know, this is like where I live. This is my room and everything. You got lots of graffiti up on the wall right here. <laughs> and actually, it's kind of cool just to be real and honest. Some of these words up here um, are kind of like prophetic words that, you know, the past year or two, things that God's spoken to me about, I just kind of draw it out, pray it out, and then, you know, hang it up. And then every morning kind of like declare or just rem remember what's going on, what what's God saying. And um, yeah, so it's been a neat journey. It's been quite quite an adventure. Um, I think for all of us, we can all relate. Life is like this, a roller coaster at times, up and down. But um, for sure, like I feel like God's presence more than ever during this uh, chaos time. What some people would say is 
um, just super hard, which, which I totally understand. Some moments are for sure hard, but I feel like God is still um, doing something really unique right now in this time. Mm. And the way that I can kind of describe it is it's almost like right now, I feel like I'm experiencing like a mini bedroom revival, if that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> Where wow. basically there's like um, a deep hunger inside for more of God, more than I've ever experienced before. And it's like, I, for um, a year or two, used to have awful sleep. Like, literally, guys, it was like spiritual warfare at night. Like, I would sometimes wake up from nightmares and night terrors. This is a few years ago. And then in the past couple months, it was so cool, guys. I've been getting like these like prophetic dreams, God dreams, whatever you want to call it, where it's like, I wake up now with good sleep and... um, just like more in tune with God more than ever. So it's really weird what God is up to in my personal journey, at least. And and right now in ministry, because it seems it's like reverse before COVID. It's like, I like felt like a huge, huge, like desert time wilderness. And then it's like, I go into COVID and all of a sudden like, bam, in my room, like right here in this bedroom, it's like, um, there's just like this hunger. I'm studying the word more than ever. And, um, it's exciting. Like what? Yeah. That's kind of like my own personal journey right now with what's happening. Yeah. It's interesting. No, that's so cool. And so cool just to hear what, uh, yeah, kind of what, what God's been up to in your life. And I totally agree and affirm just, I do believe God's up to something in this season. And I know we can say that and it becomes a, a, a cliche that we use at various points in our life, but I just believe these are such significant times. And, uh, yeah, I think God's up to something so cool. And this could be a real opportunity for the church to wake up and uh, for us to wake up as leaders um, as to what God wants to do that's new and what's next. Laura, talk to us for a moment um, before you kind of speak into the lives of our leaders. Talk to us for a moment what you do currently on the day to day. And I know that's changed it a little bit since obviously yeah. since uh, COVID-19. But talk to us a little bit about the things that you do on the day-to-day, maybe pre and maybe what that looks like now, you know, in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, for sure. So with Keep It Real, this organization I started, um, I brought it under Youth for Christ. And basically, Youth for Christ, um, we're considered as missionaries in Canada. And so we work with a lot of youth outside of the church churches. And so we do like a lot of... um, camps, drop-in centers, going to high schools, make programs. And so um, in Waterdown, which is really close to my area, uh, we built a big, massive drop-in center. And, you know, it took like probably 10 years um, for us to fundraise it. I didn't do a lot of fundraising. I wish I could take credit for it, but it's just these like solid, like genuine, like lay leaders, like they do other jobs, but then on the side, they just fundraise everything into this, um, into this drop-in center. And basically there's like a recording studio, uh, ball hockey in the basement, um, just lots of neat things. Right. And so, um, basically down the street is our high school, our big high school in Waterdown. And so every lunch, all of these like teenagers come and we just like give them like a good, like delicious meal and it's not like these kids are broke or anything right you know like it's a pretty well-off area but we're able to just like meet them right where they're at and like um it's it's really neat what god's up to like even with that so that's been like the past few years i've been able to after school at lunch 
help out with um, these different Youth for Christ programs. And then on the side, I would travel a bit um, here and there, you know, going to like rallies, retreats, that kind of um, different things. But I think that now everything has switched, obviously, as we all know. And now I'm doing a lot of like online graffiti lessons. So different youth groups will like book me or drop in center. And then I'll kind of connect with youth that way. And then actually I brought some hats to show you guys comment below in the chat if you can read what they say (laughs) but this is kind of like my heart and passion is that um youth would you know be proud of what they're wearing and like kind of represent their faith and so like there's stories after stories of just the encouragement of youth saying oh I went into my school and I wore a hat that said whatever like I know the plans I have for you And then, like, it stirs up conversation, right? And so, for me, like, my passion is, uh, you know, trying to be relevant as much as I can with young people. And so, I feel like, yeah, God can use uh, fashion for sure. So, during this time, I'm like, this is a golden time to just, bam, 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 make, like, a bunch of hats and just to, like, make a bunch of art and stuff. So, these are some uh, canvases that just have, like, verses on them and stuff. And this is kind of, like, what I've been, like, focusing a lot of time on doing a lot of that and then also um it's kind of neat I'm I'm really passionate about mental health and I just realized that like our our youth are struggling so much right with anxiety mm-hmm. depression um and we we as youth workers we have to know what's going on right we have to know how to have the conversations how to like send them in the right direction and so I made recently like this mini book and this is very rough copy, okay, guys? So don't judge me if you see any spelling mistakes or anything. But basically, it's it's like worksheets. And I haven't given this out to youth yet. But while I'm like at home during this time, I'm like perfect golden time, right? Yeah. So it just kind of like breaks down like different things of like anxiety hotspots. It kind of shows like where you might like feel it. It's going to, it's hopefully going to help young people to um, be more self-aware and it just kind of shows a difference of, um, you know, sadness versus depression. Some of our youth right now might even um, explain to us, oh, I feel so depressed. But it's like as youth workers, as pastors and leaders, we have to know the right wording to be like, well, maybe that's right. not depression you're talking about. But yeah. I understand that sadness, right, to kind of like help them out. And it's just different other things like pictures like this is a funny one, but deep breathing. It's a funny picture. Um, stress. And it's kind of, it's kind of neat. This is like my passion, right? To um, help young people with like um, explaining their emotions to know and to be in tune with what's going on. So even um, just another quick last example, stages of grief and then uh, sleep. So different tips on say if um, a lot of young people are maybe right now during this time struggling with having good sleep habits. It's just like simple, simple, clear breaking down steps of like, okay, have you tried turning off your phone before bed? Have you like, have you tried to like, um, you know, wind down all these, all these different things. And I'm really pumped and passionate about that. So who knows where that's going to go, but yeah, so I've just been trying to think of some creative ideas and I want to even encourage you guys to like, that's just like a simple little example of, um, you know, what you yourself, like, feel free to copy that idea. Try to um, encourage your young people to stay strong and healthy during this time mentally too, right? Not only just spiritually, but I think that it's all important, body, mind, soul, spirit. Yeah, no, that's so good. 
Laura, do you have any plans to put that material online at some point? Like I know it's in the very rough stages at this point, but you plan to make that a, as an available resource for youth pastors, leaders that they could use with their students or, or have you thought yeah. that far ahead? Yeah, for sure. I was, I was dreaming that up just yesterday. I was like, Oh, what does this look like? So possibly like on, um, on a website or something, I can send you guys a link once it's all okay. ready. So. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's so cool. See what God's laying on your heart in this season uh, for you personally, you know, um, to be used and how you could be used to, to continue to serve and lead in ministry. And speaking of ministry, Laura, tell us for a moment just how long you've been in ministry and kind of how you got started, why you chose ministry. Um, and uh, tell us that journey, you know, kind of the call a little bit and how God got a hold of your heart that way. For sure. Well, definitely, I think I joined youth ministry because of people like you guys all 23 of you on the call the fact that you guys invest into you know your disciples it's like man that's inspiring like even right now being on this call like I'm fired up I'm like yo what an honor to be with you guys because you guys are the real deal to invest into the next generation and so I'm thankful for um, people like Kevin Shepard. He was my pastor for a while. Mm. Um, and then uh, Jessica DeSabatino and shout to Kevin Phillip. I had a couple of really just solid pastors who believed in me. And as a teenager, they would send me off to, um, you know, conferences, retreats, all that fun things. But um, definitely because of leaders like you guys, that helped me to jump into ministry. Like even at a young age, Right after high school, this like the second I finished high school, I jumped into youth men like full time. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. funny. Like, I don't even think I went to my actual graduation. I didn't like, you know, when people walk across the stage, I didn't even show up because there was a staff training for a camp at Circle Square Ranch <laughs> and I was wow. working at. But like, I think, um, yeah, just right after um, school, even when I was in Bible college, I helped with a couple of church plants. So I was able to, um, just be around ministry all the time. And then obviously there's like moments I think we all go through where, where we're like, where we stop and we're like, what am I doing? Should I keep yeah. going, keep going? Yeah. But I think I was just like um, motivated to just um, to not give up, especially because yeah, like Holy Spirit, he just at a young age, I just remember so many moments being at the altar and like just crying, sometimes not crying, Sometimes just sitting still in his presence. And then I, and I would feel him be like, yo, Laura, like you, ha you have a heart for young people, like go after this. Even, okay, this is funny side note. When I was a teenager, I remember like walking down the halls and I was like praying to God about the future. I was like, what should I do God? And I remember him being like, like putting it on my heart to speak someday to teenagers in high schools, like do assemblies. I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to high school. So I'm like, wait, I am in high school. <laughs> I should start now. Right. And so like, we even started like a mini Bible study and it grew, grew to like 50 kids, just like all coming together once a week, just praying for our school, like getting hungry. So I guess, it, I guess I even started when I was a teenager a bit, you know, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. For sure. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And an encouragement to, uh, like you said, to youth leaders, pastors on the call today, that um, you're the product of, of their ministry, right? And, uh, and what they do on the regular um, is you're living proof of that. And so who knows what of their students could be sitting on a call like this with a room full of leaders one day speaking into their lives, you know, yeah. and, and just to encourage them and what they do each day. 
It's so powerful. Laura, I want to open it up to you now and just give you a few moments just to share uh, what's on your heart for leaders, pastors today. And I just want to give you free license to whatever that is. And you've already shared so much already, but um, just uh, whatever God's placed on your heart specifically for this group today. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Guys, I just want to encourage you guys that uh, you're all world changers. This has kind of been um, on my heart like the past little bit just to inspire like uh, youth leaders, pastors, teenagers that you have it in you to be a, a world changer. And, and I've been thinking of that word actually a lot lately. Um, also, it's funny. I have it like right here on my wall. It's hard, hard to read. But um, I was just wrestling with this the past year of like, yo, what does that mean to be a world changer? It sounds cool and all. And I'm like, but what does that really mean? And something that I've kind of realized, or I mean, I still have a lot to learn, trust me. And something I've like kind of wrestled through, I guess, and journaled a lot about is um, possibly could it be that a world changer doesn't have to mean that you reach billions of people, although that would be so cool. Shout outs to the people like Mother Teresa or Billy Graham or those people out there that have done like these big impactful things. But I think that a world changer could also mean impacting your personal world, right? So at your house, the per- the person that you're married to, your spouse, um, your kids that, you're re- that you see every single day, you know, those are moments that you get a chance to be a world changer. And even on your neighborhood, on your street, as you go out, yeah. um, truly, I think that that's what it means to be a world changer and you guys have that in you and you guys are if no one's told you that lately I just want to encourage you and cheer you on that in your youth groups in your in your churches you guys are world changers and like we said earlier like you're you're making a difference in other people right and so yeah I'm reminded of this uh story in in the word that talks about a world changer just a simple like humble man the good Samaritan who literally brought change to this to this other man that was hurting and broken and as you guys know the story in uh, Luke chapter 10 it basically talks a bit about how this um this leader comes up to Jesus and he's trying to catch him up and trying to like trick him a bit and so he asks him this question you know oh so how how do I get eternal life what does that mean what does it look like and so Jesus asks a beautiful question, which I love. Jesus doesn't always like, bam, 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 give answers. He's asking questions. And actually, pause for a second. I want to throw this in. If sometimes too, I want to encourage you, if sometimes you're um, in your prayer life, you're bringing things to God, if you don't get an answer right away, that's okay. I want to encourage you in that, that God... God like loves the dialogue, right? Like God loves to like go back and forth. In fact, that is such a beautiful thing. And um, God teaches us so much deep, deep things through those conversations. And so if you are right now waiting on a specific answer for something, um, just keep keep the dialogue going because that's what Jesus is all about, trying, trying through ideas, right? And so when Jesus says, well, what does the law of Moses say? And he says this to this leader. And this guy, like he knew it all, I guess, or he thought he did, right? So he quotes, he's like, okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And like, he just gives out and love your neighbor. And Jesus says, right, okay, so go do it. 
And this man, you know, you just picture him feeling like convicted a bit like, oh, but like, shoot, like, I'm not, I'm not really doing that. And he's like, so who's, uh, you almost picture him being like leaning in Jesus. So who's my neighbor again? And so Jesus breaks it down. He's like, okay, check it out. Good Samaritan parable. He's like one gentleman. He's walking along a Jewish man. And as he's just strolling along and he's going from one city to the next, all of a sudden these robbers come out and they just start beating him and pounding him and hurting him. And they leave him half dead. So they take, you know, every single cent out of his pocket. They just leave him feeling hurt. And it's like, I think that this story right now today is so relevant, especially with all that's going on with uh, George Floyd and the just all like the hurt and the anger between all of these people, not only in the States, not only just in Canada, but all over. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of hurting people right now Mm -hmm. and that this is a good moment. This is an awesome time for the church to sit, to really wake up and to be like, Whoa, okay. How can we help? How can we be there for the needs of these people? How can we go and just like work together right and so so in this story in this parable this man is just like has nothing left like barely any breath just like (gasps) and and you just picture him probably praying his heart out like god send someone and someone does come along that's the crazy part A, a a church leader someone who's working at the temple a priest and he comes along and he sees the need. He sees the brokenness. He sees the hurt in this man on the ground who's just been robbed. And he turns his head and he passes by and walks away. And youth pastors, I just want to encourage you guys that we cannot pass by the hurt and broken right now yeah. in 2020. So right? And it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to kind of turn our head or to be like, I'm busy. Or maybe it's not safe right now in this moment to help someone else. But, you know, reality is, is our teenagers, our young adults, our junior highs, it's like they are hurting. They are hurting from isolation. They are hurting from racism. They are hurting from just like maybe the lack of parent support. And we need to be there more than ever during this time. And so I'm just here to give you guys this quick word, this quick encouragement to say, keep on going. We need to work together more than ever, right? Like, I really feel that this is like the key tip right here is to work together, to collaborate. This is a time to share resources. This is a time to never to not compete and to not to put down others, but to more than ever be like, okay, we need to come together. And in fact, I have this um, graffiti canvas. Come Comment on. in the chat if you can read it. Starts with a T. <laughs> awesome. It, it just says together. And basically, this is kind of like a theme that for the past week or two, I've been really like thinking on praying through is like, man, how can we as a church all work together? How can we as leaders really pull our resources and be like, okay, what does this mean to work together? And so, you know, you guys know the ending of the story. Then comes along another person. And once again, someone who you think would help. He turns his head and keeps going. But then this brilliant, amazing, legend, world changer in the story comes by the Good Samaritan and he stops and he pauses and he's like, hold up. Something's not right here. I'm going to do something about it. He saw a need and he's like, no, I'm going to do something. And I just love it because it's like, man, especially in this this time, 
2000 years ago. The Bible is so relevant, you guys. Like yeah. God is all the time still speaking right. through this beautiful book. And it's like, there's two opposite um, people that like they back then, especially in the Bible days, like they did not talk to each other, like Samaritans and Jews. Like it was like this big division, right? And like, they just kind of, yeah, ignored each other. But it says this in Luke chapter 10, verses 33, Jesus is telling the story. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. And then even later on, he gives extra money. You know, he's just pouring out his credit card, his, his, his dough, his, his cash. And he's like, here, put it on my tab. Whatever this man needs, like, I want to invest into him. I want to invest into this hurting person now and it's just like oh man I hear this story and I'm just like challenged because I'm like I want to be like that good Samaritan you know like I want to work together I don't want to just do life or ministry alone and be off like a lone ranger and just trying to figure it out because we're so so much more stronger when we work together as a team right like unity is literally the key if we look at all the past revivals too where it's like God moved in a powerful way. We see a lot of trends. We see one prayer was like a huge thing to repentance when people were like, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for what my ancestors did. God, I'm sorry for what my culture is up to. And then also unity, those three things right there. I think those are kind of trends in past revivals and movements. But also just like what I said earlier, I think that God right now is doing like some personal revivals in bedrooms. You know, and I encourage you guys too is to just keep staying deep into the word. Like let this this book so soak up and let it come not just to your head, because just like the story, it's not good enough to just know the word, but to actually live it out. And um, yeah, so I hope that this is encouraging for you guys. And so good. I just wanna like, yeah, like wrap up and finish with this little like this little encouragement to just say, what are the needs of your community? Like, what does it look like to go meet them right where they're at? And actually, I have on my phone a quick video. I want to show you my mission field of where I go to. Like, um, skate parks just opened a couple weeks ago. So I try and go every couple of days. But this is my mission field. And basically, there's about like, um, a handful of teenagers that go there, like, whenever the sun is shining bright. And um, I don't have crazy big skills with, like, amazing tricks or anything. But I do have the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so I know that he's going to hook up, set up different conversations. He's going to bring people at the right time and set divine appointments up. That's right. And so when I go, I know that I'm not just bringing my own skills to the table. Yeah. I'm partnering with Holy Spirit and I'm like, God, like as I drive to the skate park, I'm like, God, how can we have heaven like on earth right now in this moment at this skate park? You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to look like anything big and spiritual. Like I'm laying hands 
on someone. Although, hey, that's cool. If that happens, why not? If someone gets hurt, why not chat through yeah. and pray yeah. or whatever, right? But I mean, it's it's kind of interesting how just the other day at the skate park, uh, my mission field, I guess you'd say, is um, I saw the needs of some of two broken uh, grade 12s, uh, Nate and James. And I know a bit of their backstory. Sometimes they used to come to our lunch program down the street at the drop-in center. And I just saw how like they're feeling a bit down. And as I, as I was kind of there, I was able to say, hey, James, hey, Nate, like, how are you guys doing? I said, like, how are you dealing and coping with everything that's going on right now? And they just started to like share a bit and chat through. And you know what? I, I don't think that there's any big, huge aha moment, although like that's great when those times do happen. But yeah. I think that God is just planting seeds. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's like just a quick example of how like I see a need in my community of like some hurt kids where, for example, like even James, I know that for a fact that his parents are like not doing well at all. So he often moves around lives on different couches, you know, gets kicked out. And yeah. so I was just able to have a conversation and be like, okay, I see the broken, I see the hurt, I'm going to go to them. And so I would encourage you to try to like find creative ways. Like maybe the basketball courts in your area are just starting to open up, you know, bring along like you and one other youth leader or something and just try to like, you know, maybe bring like a student leader with you or something um, so that you have another like grade 12 and you to connect with a few other um, youth if you see them. Maybe um, you're going to start a program or something in your church where you guys can uh, collect food and then go hand out gift baskets to different neighborhoods. You know, I'd, I would just encourage you to really dream big and write down your ideas with God about how you can like keep meeting the needs of your community, right? Because there's a end of the day, yeah. there's a lot of broken people, a lot of hurt people. And um, yeah, God wants us to invest and put put our money where our mouth is, just like this this good Samaritan, like, man, what a world changer. He's like, I'm gonna invest into this guy, puts him on his donkey, in other words, puts him in his car, <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna like bring you to shelter. I'm gonna help you out right now, right? And yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to share with you guys. I, ho I hope that that resonates and makes sense. So good, so powerful. Thank you for uh, for sharing your heart with us, Laura. Um, it's it's very um, it's very evident uh, just the passion that that is in your heart for uh, for just lost and hurting people um, and uh, the marginalized, the whoever's you know in our communities that sometimes are forgotten. Um, and I'm wondering, I want to just ask you a few questions now, and then we're going to open it up for Q&A here in just a second. But uh, you already, you shared a couple things already, but anything else you'd say to, we've got youth pastors and leaders on the call um, today, and uh, and I'm talking pre-pandemic. I'll get to the pandemic in just a second, because we do need to talk that as well, because that's where we are right now. Yeah. Um, but pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, it's not always going to look this way. We don't know exactly how the future is going to look and how long it'll take for us to be phys physically present with people again. Yeah. Um, but let's say there were no physical restrictions. Any tips or you know helps that you could give a room full of youth leaders today who have a heart to reach students in their communities but simply don't know where to start? Yeah. Like, where does one start? Because I know that's your heart. And I know that's what you do every day. Like, you're out there. You're in it. Um, yeah. 
but for these leaders that, you know, there's also pressure from above sometimes to be, have a presence in their office, yet they want to be out and about and with like, yeah, help totally. us out. Any, anything you'd say? Well, right away off the top of my head, I think of uh, my friend Marcel, who he um, is all the time in his local high school. And he's like, you know, I think he's been doing ministry for around 20 years or so, but he's he has such influence with uh the principal uh, at this high school different teachers and i asked him i i said one one day in our office we're hanging out and i said marcel like how did you get started like how do you have such a deep connection at this high school yeah like literally he can walk down the halls and every teenager's like hey marcel 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 like they all just like connect with him right and i was like how did you start and he's like you know what i did he's like 12 years ago i went to the office and i just said hey i would love to serve in any way possible he's like how can i help and they're like well, our cafeteria, there's a bunch of trays and all the youth, like they always mess up. They don't clean up. He's like, okay, I'll help. And they full out know he's a Christian. Right. And he's just honest. He's like, yeah, I'm from like down the street. Like I'm connected to this church. I'm connected to this organization, Youth for Christ. And then he just started serving. And that was, that was the beginning stages of just moving different trays, maybe sweeping up and all that. And then as time went on, all of a sudden teachers were saying, Hey, could, could you share your story? Like you used to struggle with um, suicide or, or, you know, past drugs. Can you share that with our class? And he just starts sharing testimonies. This is like fast forward years later. Right. And I'm like, Whoa, that is so inspiring because I really do think that principle of, you know, being faithful with the little God will trust you with greater. Right. And so I think that it's like, yeah, dream big, have great ideas, but just start with like small little steps. So maybe even like, um, you're going to have creative ideas to um, put on barbecues outside of the church walls. Maybe it's going to be um, simple acts of kindness of going out in different areas. But I just encourage you in that start small and then little by little, it, do- it does take time, you know? Yeah, no, and that's key what you ended with there. Just the fact that it does take time. I think sometimes we can be so impatient as leaders uh, myself included, you know, we want the stage, we want the platform immediately without you know like marcel it might take four or five years of serving of just doing the nothing jobs the unnoticeable jobs background jobs before we ever get you know the privilege of using our voice to actually share our story uh or the story of the good news right and so uh, just to be patient i think that's such a great word of encouragement to leaders today Um, but it always starts by serving I, i mean what a what a way to start any you know, tangible uh, relationship with with the community is through a great way to place to start is always serving. Uh, Laura, so we talked pre post pandemic, Laura, now what are some of the opportunities? Uh, I know many people can look at crisis and they see all the obstacles right away. I don't want to talk about those. We all get the obstacles. Okay, so let's not focus on those. Um, We've heard too much about the obstacles. What are some of the opportunities, even in the midst of this current pandemic, that you're seeing, maybe for you personally, and then maybe some help, some advice, some tips to leaders on the call, how they could reach, still continue to reach out um, and build bridges with communities, build relationships with, with students who are not yet in their youth ministry or maybe students in their ministries too. But what are you seeing as some real opportunities in the midst of this? Yeah, for sure. 
Well, it sounds funny, but I see YouTube as a huge, huge opportunity right there. And I'm sure yeah. even probably a bunch of people already have, you know, a YouTube channel or, or maybe you don't yet. And that's, that's a huge um, platform where all of our youth, like all of them yeah. are living on YouTube. So, you know, basically I want to encourage you guys to stay up to date with um, what's going on. So even like TikTok, like I just discovered it like, you know, a couple months ago and everything. And I'm not saying you have to become like a TikTok preacher or anything like that, but just to be aware of what's going on. Right. And, and yeah. um, e like, even I myself, it's funny, like, I actually don't even really so much watch like videos on it. Cause it's like, I've even heard that it's like addicting. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get stuck on that trap. And Hey, yeah. no shame. If you're on it, like, that's cool too. It is pretty funny. Some of it, but, um, I think that it is cool to create content. And I've noticed that like, that's how some of my youth that I, I reach at, in Waterdown at our youth center, they're not on Instagram or they're not really on YouTube, but then TikTok they are. And so like dialogue can happen that way. And then also um, some are on YouTube. So I think that like just staying up to date with like what's going on, like where are, are you spending time? Like we need to meet them where they're at. So I see that as a creative way like to, um, yeah, to keep engaging with them a lot. And, and also this is just a side note too. Like it is such an interesting like time that we're in more like it's so different. Right. I actually find this as a time to like, like write a bunch of messages. If you know what I'm saying? Like, this is such a time to like get really intimate with God. Like guys, when yeah. you think of it, like movies are shut, like movie theaters are shut down malls, malls some are starting to open but like a lot of the things that we were so like consumed with like our time was like grabbing at us it's like now more than ever I'm finding myself like hey like let's just write a message for fun even if I never preach it like just even if I need to preach it to myself if you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah. and it's like I encourage you guys as leaders to even just keep writing out these messages and then um yeah who knows maybe in a year from now like you'll end up using those messages. You'll be like, Oh, that was a season. Like that ministry time was when God was like doing some deep, deep work, building character, building messages. And then, um, yeah, who knows, even if the messages never get like thrown out there to others, it's like, use this time to, um, yeah, just use this time wisely. That's, That's my encouragement. So good. I think what, what I'm hearing you say is, is be intentional with it. Don't waste it. Right. This is a real moment that we can all capitalize on. Um, Laura, you've been invited to all sorts of ministry contexts, as I've alluded to before, um, been invited to various tables across denominational lines um, and even across the country a little bit. So I'm wondering if you could tell us, you know, maybe a couple, one or two, but what are some of the current trends you're seeing in youth ministry when it comes to youth ministry, specifically across Canada, anything you can, just touch on, just hit your, you know, yep, I'm noticing this inside the church, outside the, you know, everything to do with youth ministry, but um, any trends you're seeing across the nation? Yeah, for sure. I right away just think of how youth want authenticity, like they want people to um, demonstrate how to be real and to be open and honest. And I mean, I'm just even encouraged, Jared, by your your realness like how even at times in this dialogue you're even saying yeah I'm still learning this or I'm figuring it out and I think that is the key right there is when we when we're open with our young people and at times where we are having a hard day or it's like we actually don't know the answer then like to be real and straight up right and right. I think that um now more than ever like a lot of 
um, people are exposed to like say different things like scandals or there's TMZ or there's all these things, magazines out there, tablets, all that kind of stuff. And so, and a lot of youth too are questioning like, okay, what's real and what's not. And I think that the more and more that um, we represent like, Hey, this is who I am. Like, this is the real deal. This is my room. Like half of it's messy, half of it's not like, like that's what young people want to see. So I see that trend that in all different denoms and, and just all over teenagers, Christian, non-Christian, they're like, I want what's real. Like show right. me the real deal. Right? right. So I think, um, that's key. And then, um, yeah, I think in general too, another trend is, um, prayer. Like God is starting to do something big, especially with, um, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with, um, an international house of prayer, like in Kansas city, basically like there's this movement happening like all over the place where little prayer rooms are starting to open up. So there's like a hunger for people saying like, okay, let's like call it to God, like morning tonight. And like, I'm just blown away by that. I'm like, wow, what does that look like? You know? And yeah. So I think that, um, God is doing like a prayer movement all over. And just like Mm. we said earlier, like that's one of the key ingredients to a revival for sure. So who knows what the future looks like, but like, I actually do think to be so real and honest with you guys, like, I don't know what it will look like, but I think that there will be a big movement coming out where like many souls will come to the Lord, like in the future, whether it's a year from now, a couple of years, maybe in a month from now, like, you know, we just have to, um, we have to be in tune and ready. I think we have to be ready for what's coming. Yeah. No, I've said from, from day one, I've just, something stirring in my own spirit not that god has caused this but i believe he's looking to use it and i believe there's just going to be an expedient move of god like we've never seen in our lifetime anyways um, of advancing of the kingdom it's one of the things i love about you laura is you're so kingdom minded you are not in it to you know plug this or plug that or even yfc although that's the organization the covering you're under um you just wherever, whenever the spirit leads. Uh, that's one thing I see over you as a leader. And I, I do want to highlight is just your sensitivity to the spirit. Anytime I've had contact with you, even you stopped in before spark, you know, a month or two before, and you met with, with Jess and I in our office and just said, Hey guys, let's pray. Let's ask the spirit what he wants to do at spark. And, and you give away all this free stuff. Hey, hand this out to youth pastors. <laughs> like that's just your heart. That's a reflection of who you are and you're so selfless and just just, I think that's why God's opening doors for you in such a, an incredible way is be, is because of, uh, just the inner work he's done in your heart. And so thank you for this today. Um, Laura, here's what I want to do. I want to open this up to our leaders today and, uh, I just appreciate everything you've shared, but I want to give them an opportunity to maybe ask you some questions and, uh, if you're cool to do that and, uh, we'll just, we'll see how that kind of goes and, and go from there. So if anyone has any questions, things, maybe follow up to maybe something already Laura has said, um, please feel free, uh, unmute yourself and just go ahead and fire away your questions. And also you can chat because sometimes that's easier than yes. just talking. So I know we're on multiple pages here for, for some, so we may not see it at first glance, but So somebody's asking, uh, Laura, in the chat, is it true you walked from Brayside to Lakeshore? (laughs) Good question, Nick. That never happened. (laughs) Not sure where you got that idea. 
<laughs> Thanks for clarifying, though. That's, That's good. a good question. That's such a youth pastor thing. I like that. <laughs> Somebody's got to break the ice. Yeah, come on. Who, who's going to be bold? Come on, Mitch, Andrew, who's going to do it? Ask a question. Schmidt, what's God's turn in your heart? Hey, Laura, I just, I just want to say, like, you are the real deal. I've literally been watching you since I was my son's age. And it is so, uh, so evident that you are led by the spirit. And I've always been blown away by your courageousness to just say the things you need to say or do what's on your heart. And, uh, you know, it's so evident. And so you're so courageous, but it's because of that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, right? It's so clearly that you are led by the spirit. So thank you so much for paving the way. And uh, people like you are the reason I am who I am because I've had, to, I've been able to look up to you since I was three, four, five. So thank you so much for what you've sure. been able to do. Now you've been doing it for so long consistently. That's, that's awesome. Good. Receive that girl. Thanks, man. This is encouraging. <laughs> Laura, I have, I have a question. Um, when you are at the skate park, when you're going up to these, these teens or whatever, how do you kind of break the ice with them? Like, how do you get the conversation going and how do you get them to really because it's a little bit awkward when you go up to them for the first time. And uh, yeah. and like you said, that you knew their names, you knew their stories. So you had that relationship for them to open up. But how do you get to those real conversations? And how do you kind of build that relationship from the get go? If you were to go to a basketball park or something like that? Yeah, good. Good question, Nick. I love it. Brilliant question. Well, it's like there are moments and times when, um, yeah, like I don't have any introduction or there's no past like relationship or anything. But a lot of the times it's like I don't even steer anything towards me. So it can be a simple little like opener opener of like, hey, what kind of skateboard do you have? Or like, where did you buy that scooter? So something key is if you're taking notes, write down this. It's like, don't have closed questions, always have open mm -hmm. questions. That's so, so, good. It, so, it, so if it's a, if it's something like, Oh, like it's, it, um, is it sunny today? Someone's like, well, yes, that's a, that's like a yes or no. Yeah. Right. But what the key is, is try to get them to like dialogue and to have questions. So, you know, you could chat through things like, Oh, so like, where did, where do you buy those Nike shoes? And like, when, and then all of a sudden they go on, they're like, Oh yeah, I got these on sale for this much. And you know, at this mall, blah, blah, blah. So I think open questions are definitely a key. Like as an evangelist, that's why I try and use, like, I don't just say little simple, like yes or no things, but open dialogue. And then, like I said, like, I don't steer any of it. I'm like, okay, watch me do my trick or this is where I got my board. It's just all about them. Like for like the first few minutes, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, where did you get that? And I just kind of keep on going. And then, um, like I said earlier too, it's always helpful if you have someone else with you. So like, I, I'm happy that I have um, a younger brother who also skateboards. So sometimes I can actually bring him too. And then it's like, it's like, um, yeah, we're working together kind of thing. So you can bring along like your spouse or bring along like, you know, another youth leader or something like that too. But I think open questions and then steering it to them. Not even like, okay, I'm from this church. And like, they don't even have to know you're a Christian, right? And um, yeah, so say if it's basketball, it's like just challenging someone like, hey, hey, like we're both looking for two other people to play 21 with. Can we, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's a good question, Nick. Great answer too. That's so good. Open-ended questions. 
Karam said that's real good. Good, good chat below. I like it when you guys chat. Write down some things. Read them out. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Uh, first of all, thank you uh, for for chat with us. And actually, I, I realized today. I think you were the first representation of someone, you know, pastoring teens outside the context of, mm-hmm. you know, a youth pastor that I had growing up. Um, I think you were the first one that, that, you know, I, I realized that, Hey, someone is doing this outside of the, the church context. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for you for that. Um, and, and speaking about that as a missionary in, uh, in places, uh, in Ontario, um, what, what can we as youth pastors do to help partner with these people that are doing ministry outside the, the context of the church? Yeah. Bam. Jackson, what a good question too. I love it. Okay. So basically I think that, um, like as missionaries, it's like, we love these opportunities when churches bring to bring us in and share a little bit of vision here and there. So for example, glad tidings, the church I grew up in, it actually, like, it's actually down the street from my house and they like once a month have a missions night And I just love it that they don't only bring in like their African missionaries or China missionaries, but they're like, hey, Laura, you're a missionary with Youth for Christ. Come. And so they just give give me like a little booth, a table. And then um, like the odd time, like, you know, like they say like a a minute or two of like and shout outs to like, let's all keep praying and supporting her. So, yeah, definitely like as church leaders, like you guys have a voice like like you guys are on these like like with the rest of your staff, basically you can voice up like, Hey, let's bring in like these local people that are like down the street, but they, you know, they maybe need some more encouragement because basically like we can't do what we're doing without you guys. Right. Mm. So like any little, little bit of help, like it goes a far away. So even when churches like do like those love offerings or even like, you know, one-time gifts or monthly support, or like we're covering you in prayer, that is huge like that goes a far away for sure so that's a good question i would say like keep um bringing them into your churches like people locally close to you find out what's going on and yeah be like that bridge for us good question awesome thank you good anyone else we got time for like one or two more questions before we uh we go to our breakout rooms here Um, what are some of the biggest struggles that you face when you've been doing kind of like this urban missionary work? So for some of us, we may want to go into doing some outreach um, and some of the things that maybe you faced uh, where you learn from that you can think of off the top of your head just to help us in terms of if we ever face that situation, some of the things that you learned that, that you use to overcome um, those circumstances. Yeah. Okay. A couple things I think, uh, off the top of my head is one is not everyone will get it right away and that's okay. Like not everyone will fully understand like the vision, but you just got to kind of keep on going with it. And I don't think that that, um, I had an attitude when I first started keeping real, I'm like, come on guys, please understand. Like I just slowly, like gradually, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, "Ah, I'm in no rush. I was like, literally I'm in no rush to get to where God wants to go. So even if people didn't get it along the way, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) I'm like, please don't discourage me. I'll just kind of keep, keep on going. So I think like, um, I think, yeah, that was the key. And then, um, 
just sharing your ideas with God before like sharing them with people is huge too. Like, yeah, there's something about like the secret place, like intimacy with God alone in your room when you just like bring up these ideas, like just quick example. I remember like, and it's so weird. It's like a cycle. Cause it's like, God puts the idea on our heart, but then it's like, we share it with God and he's like, okay, now go do it. And it's like this cycle, right? Mm-hmm. I remember God putting on my heart to go to Surrey BC for the first time like who knows, like seven years ago or something. And I had like no money, but like randomly money came, came in or something like that. And I just randomly like was thinking of Surrey. I talked to another pastor and I like locally, and I was like, yo, I want to go to Surrey. They're like, why Surrey? That's like a really rough area in BC. I'm like, I don't know. I heard it's rough. I want to go like, that'd be awesome to do a skate competition there. And like, I, I had this idea and I shared it like at the right time with like a mentor, pastor friend. And then um, randomly I got an email. It was like the next day. And that this other person in BC, Surrey had no connection to this other pastor. And they said, hey, like we would love to like have you come down. Like, would you come and do a skate comp? And I was just like, weird. Like I just mm. had that idea. And I was like, okay, you're up to something, God. Because I'm like the secret place. It's all about this alone, intimate times with God when we bring uh-huh. these ideas. So that was a really good question. I want to encourage you that write down your ideas, whatever God's laid on your heart. Like that's obviously him that's giving you those desires and bring it to the secret place. Bring it with a trusted person, like a mentor or something. And then before you know it, who knows, like someone might contact you and be like, oh, hey, can you come do this idea or, you know? Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks. So good. One more question. Anyone? Come on, we like the questions. Okay, Laura, if nobody's got one, I'll ask you a couple final things in closing then. Tell us a best book you've you've been recently reading or um, or leaning into or a favorite leader that you're following, a podcast or something um, that's really helping you in these these days, in this season of your life. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I got this book because I'm actually still reading it. I'm not done. It's called Leading Me. And um, the gentleman named Steve Brown, who started uh, Arrow, it's like a leadership program. He wrote it. So it's all about like good character and just a lot of like keys in this book. And so, yeah, highly recommend it. And at the end, there's like um, questions. So it's kind of like you get to really reflect through a lot. So cool. I'm I'm checking out this book a lot. It's, it's It's really key um and then a couple of preachers that like i love so much okay this is really funny don't laugh at me you guys i love td jakes come on the best the best like so good go ahead go ahead go on youtube and check them out that's like yeah the past few months i've just been watching and listening and then wait last shout outs to a good resource to encourage you guys with is um on youtube you can type in worship soaking music worship soaking and it's just like calm key like anointed like synth piano and it's like literally it could go for like two three hours long but I would just encourage you guys like to at times just like pause everything that's going on and just sit in God's presence and receive because so many times we go to God with our needs and and this God and that and that and that's great there's times for that but there's moments where we just receive right and we just get to like lay down like I encourage you go on YouTube type in soaking worship and just receive and be like 
who are you father like really common he'll probably give you like you know pictures visions and just even even if it's just one word like one simple sentence like yeah i encourage you to check that out too it's good Laura, final question, uh, and then I want to pray and we'll break off. Laura, where can people find you online? What's the easiest way if they want to follow along with your story, see what you're up to, or reach out even personally? What's the best way to do that? Ikeepitreal.ca. Come on, ikeepitreal.ca. There it is. Well, that concludes our session with Laura Bronson. Such a real, authentic conversation with just an incredible young leader who we were so blessed to have on our YP Online Connexus. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Once again, if you've benefited from this podcast in any way, shape, or form, please go ahead and share. Encourage your friends to subscribe for all leadership material that's coming. We've got some incredible insights and interviews coming up even over the summer months, and so we encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss any of those. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. And until next time, remember, your leadership really does matter. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.